I reckon the, our golfing enthusiasts will be checking the record books because Taylor Gooch has absolutely seen the lights out at the Grange in the Live Golf Tournament. He's 20 under after 36 holes. He's got a 10-shot lead going into the final round, but it's been fascinating to watch the Live Caravan roll into Adelaide. Our man on the ground there, Adam Pengilly, is there for the final round. Adam, good morning. Can Thanks for joining us, mate. Can you give us a sense of... Uh, of what Live Golf is about. And because from what I've seen on the highlights and on social media, the place is buzzing, the Grange. Yeah, morning, Ray. Morning, Doggy. It's, it's been absolutely buzzing, Ray, all week, to be honest. There's just so many people out here watching Live's first foray into Australia. Lots of people having a great time. They've got this party hole set up on the on the 12th, the par mm. 3 12th, which they call a watering hole. And I, I actually spent about an hour and a half or two hours out yesterday just observing and watching watching what goes on. And, as the guys sort of walk through this tunnel to the 12th tee, they have their walk-on music play. They have these big flashing boards with their names on the uh, on the boards, introducing who they are and what they play for. And they have these songs they, they play as they, as they go there. And the crowd just goes nuts. It's incredible, right? So, I don't know. Golf's been going through a bit of a revolution, obviously, the last 12 months to 12 to 18 months with Greg Norman and this concept. But I think Liv have finally got some traction, like half a world away from the United States down here in Australia, because no doubt... This has been the most successful event they've hosted so far. Adam, do you think other golfers who maybe with the PGA might look at this and think, you know what, I wouldn't mind being involved in this. I wouldn't mind having a crack, having a bit of fun and uh, travelling the the world a bit more. Wouldn't mind the paycheck. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, it's a really fascinating question, Doggy, because so far uh, in Liv's short history, they've they've struggled to get a lot of traction in the United States. So in terms of crowds, they've probably been fairly moderate. They've had very, very small viewing figures on the CW network, which they signed a, a broadcast deal with earlier this year. So it hasn't really got the traction in the United States that I think they were, probably would have hoped. But outside of the United States, in places like Australia, in places like Latin America and South America, in places like Asia, it's slowly getting some momentum because we just don't get to see top-class mm. golfers like this, do we? And, and we're finally getting the likes of you know Cameron Smith and Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka and Phil Mickelson coming down to play a tournament in our own backyard. And and that's why the interest is there. So I suppose to answer your question, Doggy, it, it, it's a really interesting one because the PGA, in response to Live, have announced a change for their schedule for the next or have a long period by having these elevated events, yeah. which virtually give priority to their top players you know, on the FedEx Cup standings, which is going to leave a lot of guys who are sort of outside that top 50 or top 70 on the PGA Tour in a little bit of no man's land, so to speak. So I can see a lot of those sort of second-tier guys over in the, on the PGA Tour looking at Live now saying, hey, why not? If I'm not going to be able to get entry into some of the better events on the PGA Tour, why wouldn't I go and play with Liv and, and play a 14-event season, get guaranteed checks, and, and try and make a living that way? It's fascinating, isn't it, Adam? And I know you were at the Masters um, at Augusta earlier this month. Can you tell us there about what what the, the interaction was like between the Liv golf players mm. and the US PGA players? Yeah, it was it was fine, Ray, to be honest. I, I don't think there was as much drama or, I suppose, tension as what was built out before the start of the start of the week. I, listen, these guys are golfers. They, they play for paychecks. They play for money. They understand if a guy wants to leave a PGA Tour and, and go play live and probably double or triple his earnings for a potential three years, that, that's part of the gig. They've got to look after their families. Whether you agree with what they're doing or not, that's fine. So I think it was great to see those 18 live players mm. be at Augusta National for the week. There wasn't any major issues in the PGA Tour stars, and they just played a golf tournament, and, and that's how it was. And they always put the Masters on a pedestal. They think the Masters tournament's bigger than anything else that's going on in golf, any of the pettiness. And 
it was a really enjoyable week, I must, I must say, over at Augusta. Adam, where to next for Liv? Obviously, the Australian uh, event will wind up uh, today. What's mm. next? Where do they head to next? They're on a plane tomorrow, Doggy, because they're playing in Singapore next week. So while they're down in this part of the world, they want to try and play back-to-back events to sort of, I suppose, lessen the travel burden. So they'll finish that event at the Grange here in Adelaide a little bit later today. I think they'll have a bit of a, I suppose, a wind-down night tonight. There's going to be a fair few drinks flowing. Then on a plane tomorrow morning, heading straight to Singapore to play the next event. And I suppose this is the question that's been on everyone's lips this week is, given the success of the Adelaide event so far, given we've had sold-out crowds every day, 20, 25,000 people coming through the gates, the, the corporate interest in the event, do we now play two events in Australia mm. back-to-back? Try and capitalise on that. Because Mad if they don't. It's come to Sydney, come to the Melbourne. Market's here, Adam, isn't it? Obvious. Absolutely, absolutely, boys. And Greg Norman and the Live Executives are giving it some serious thought. They haven't locked in the schedule for next year, for 2024, and they're trying to keep it as fluid as possible. But mm. how, how could you not have another event in Australia after the success of this week? Like, I suppose then it's a question about where does it go? Like, I don't think it'd go to Melbourne because the Victorian government's quite closely aligned to the PGA Tour. Sydney... Is, is possibly a chance. Probably the biggest issue in Sydney is, and it sounds quite strange to say this, is trying to have a golf course that's capable of hosting an event like Live. It's not just having a, a, a good golf course for the guys to play on, but it's from a logistics point of view, getting crowds in and out, being able to truck in all the infrastructure they need. And I don't know if I've got any courses in Sydney that actually handle the, the, the massive pressure, pressure logistics we put on a, on a course. And I, I dare say that if we're going to have another event in Australia, it's probably going to go to Queensland because A, they've probably got a couple of courses up there that could handle it, and B, Cameron Smith is the, I suppose, the poster boy, if you want to put it in those terms, to live, and he'll have some sort of influence over about where he wants that event to be played. And given his ties to Queensland, I'm sure he'll say, listen, guys, let's bring it to Queensland, have it on the Gold Coast of Brisbane, and let's make it a, a really big event up, up there. Yeah, it makes sense, Adam. Just finally, Adam, you, you mentioned Cameron Smith, and a lot has been made of his appearance in Adelaide. He's been, as you said, the poster boy for the tournament, but it's a one-man show going into the final round. Taylor Gooch, <laughs> 10 shots in front. Do you believe it? It's phenomenal, Ray. He shot back-to-back 62s, like it's 10 under 62s. He hasn't, he hasn't made a bogey yet in 36 holes, mm. and he's just looked absolutely flawless. And, and to be fair, the golf course is not a long golf course down here at the Grange. Like it's, it's a course where guys can, can get at it fairly easily, but you need to control your ball and have it in the right spot because it can be fairly narrow. So he's just played absolutely impeccable golf. He's actually, funny story, he's actually got an Australian caddy. A guy by the name of Mal Baker, who he's worked with for many, many years. And Mal's been talking to him about coming back down to Australia for this first live event down here. And, and Taylor actually said in his press conference yesterday, he's been a massive help with him, help, uh, helping him read the greens and judging his putting. So that's been giving him a little bit of an insight. So I suppose from the individual standings point of view, uh, the race is almost over. Basically, he's going to win unless he has an absolute collapse. But what Liver China put a lot of currency on is their team standings and the team, team concept. And that's still very uh, well and truly up for grabs today. So... I'm sure that's going to be a lot of the focus today, and hopefully, for Taylor's sake, he can lead his, his team, the Range Goats. Can you believe the name? The Range Goats home in the team standing. It's a lot of things are different about live golf, but that's what makes it such compulsive viewing. Hey, Adam, I know you've got a big day today. I really appreciate you taking some time for us this morning to set the scene for the final round and let us know what's happening in Adelaide. And enjoy the final round, mate. Thanks, boys. Have a good day. Thanks, Adam.